The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for the Steelman and Thune at Noon with Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Or shoot the guys a text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, here's Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Coming to you on a Friday from Riverwind Casino. Always love being out here and uh, always a lot of great stuff happening here at Riverwind Casino because they really are simply the best. And we've got great promotions uh, to tell you about. Over 2,800 electronic games, uh, the most games you're going to find, and many chances to win. All the best games, best bars, best dining. They've got a great hotel, incredible service out here. All your favorite table games in addition to all the electronic games, a big-time poker room, new member seven promotion. If you sign up for a wild card out here, uh, you're going to benefit because you can earn up to $450 in one day in the Riverwind Casino New Member 7 program. And, uh, you know, recently for New Year's Eve, they gave away $165,000 in cash and bonus play. There's always something happening here at Riverwind, including the Showdown in the Desert promotion, which is happening right now. If you want to go to the Super Bowl and you think, man, there's no way I can afford to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not, I'm not a big wig. You know, I can't do that. I don't have money, you know, growing off tre- on trees or anything. Well, Riverwind can send you there. Just take part in the Showdown in the Desert promotion. They have specific gaming machines with signs all around them that say Showdown in the Desert gaming machines. You play on those specific gaming machines. Rack up as many points as you can. If you're in the top five when they end the contest on January 13th, when they tally all the points, you are winning one of five trips out to the Super Bowl in Phoenix, courtesy of our friends at Riverwind. That includes your game tickets. That includes your airfare, hotel, ground transportation, even $1,000 in cash. So come on out here and play. If you love to play, why not play for something even more for even more than a jackpot, which is a great trip to the Super Bowl. Five of them to give away. Come out here and participate. Take part in the Showdown in the Desert promotion. How are we doing back in studio today? The Drake, Drake Dyken, what's up? Fantastic, Steelman. It is a... Beautiful Friday. Happy to be here. It is a nice Friday, and it looks like we are going to be getting a decision from Marvin Mims. It might happen during this show. might happen a little bit later on today, but, uh, you know, have your notifications on. Uh, you know, be watching Twitter, social media, because the Marvin Mims decision could be coming down at any minute. Uh, man, this is a this is a really close call. If you ask me to pick a side, and I don't have any inside information, but I think the longer this has gone on and the more you've heard, it leads me to believe that he's going pro. But I, you know what? I'm about 55% on that, 45% on him coming back to Oklahoma. Where do you stand on this deal, Drake? 
I'm I'm about with you. I, I feel like it's a coin flip decision. There's neither direction that would really surprise me at this point with as long as it's dragging out. Um, I think that either he will be going pro or he's coming back next year. I'm not really... The thing that would surprise me the most is if he enters the transfer portal for whatever reason, uh, looks to go to a different school, possibly. That's the one thing in this entire situation that's going yeah. surprise me. But... Yeah, that's um, that's another uh, angle to it. We really haven't talked about a lot, but there yeah. there's the possibility that could happen. Surely, surely, the ultimate nightmare. You know what that would be? The uh, portal in a certain FC? coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that yes. that I don't think would happen just because of the rumors that we had heard last year that yeah that Marvin Mims was going to leave if yeah. he came back. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so that is that's something that would be very far fetched. That would okay, okay. There's four different scenarios. There's uh, him coming back to Oklahoma, him going pro. That are about head to head for me as far as being uh, the most likely. The next would be, which would still be very surprising. Him entering the transfer portal. The most surprising thing that he could possibly do is entering the transfer portal and going to reunite with Muleshoe. That would be the most shocking thing that Marvin Mims could possibly do. Well, that would be he would have to take the walk out of Norman like Cersei did on Game of Thrones. Just shame, 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 you know. And Marvin Mims has a, a good reputation as a well-loved Sooner. And I know he dropped some passes this year, didn't have his best year, but he also made his uh, – uh, share of really, you know, spectacular plays, which Marvin Mims has a propensity to do. But, yeah, I, I would be shocked if that happened. But you know what? i got to say this. There have been a lot of things in the college football world that have shocked me over the past three years or so. So I, I wouldn't totally rule it out. I would give it like 1%. But, again, we expect some kind of decision coming down today uh, from Marvin Mims, whether he's, uh, you know, Staying at Oklahoma, trying the NFL draft route, or maybe going into the portal. And, again, I think that would be the third one on the list, way down, uh, would be a portal move by Marvin Mims. But we'll see. Like I said, you never know in this day and age of college football. Sooners did add another name in the portal yesterday that brings them up to seven now. Caleb Schaefer, the offensive lineman uh, from Miami of Ohio, 6'3". 325 pounds, announcing that he's uh, going to be an Oklahoma Sooner. So he joins a list that already includes Deshaun McCullough, the linebacker from uh, Indiana, Jacob Lacey, defensive tackle, the uh, uh, Notre Dame. You've got Trace Ford, who is the uh, former Oklahoma State defensive lineman from Edmond, of course, who is, uh, again, coming through the portal to uh, the Sooners, Austin Stogner, Former Sooner tight end who went to South Carolina with Shane Beamer. Coming back to Norman, you have Reggie Pearson, Jr., the safety from Texas Tech. And, uh, again, Luke Elzinga, the uh, punter from Central Michigan, is uh, also coming to Oklahoma. And Caleb Schaefer, the uh, offensive lineman from uh, Miami of Ohio. Travis Davidson. The most shocking thing would be retiring from football to start a podcast, just like Pat McAfee. 
says uh, Travis Davidson. He threw another possibility. Travis, you can't text an old man during his show. You will throw me off so bad. you got to realize I'm nearly 60. I can't do two things at once. I know you got your Twitter spaces and everything. The, the old grumpy old man here, I get a, another thing, and immediately my attention is diverted, and I can't speak. Did that sound discombobulated? It did. Yeah, yes. Just a little bit. I mean, yeah, Travis, yes, that would be more surprising. I don't think that that is on the table, though. Uh, at, Doubtful. At there, all, yeah, at it, it, it's, a, it, you know, it's a funny thought. Yeah. But, but I'll uh, tell you what, what McAfee, would be more surprising course, than that is – uh, Marvin Mims retires from football to go uh, pursue acting or to go join the military. Yeah, we could go do more surprising mm-hmm. things all day that are absolutely right, absurd. Right, right, yeah, right. Let's, let's not act like that one. Come on, Travis. Come on, Travis. Here, here at Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen, a great place here on a Friday. Love coming out here. And I'm telling you, they, the renovations – they're close to completing the renovations. They're renovating everything out here, everything. And the parts that are already finished look unbelievable because Riverwind does everything first class, so it looks great out here, unreal. And uh, once again, they are getting close to get every, getting everything done. The Showplace Theater won't be too long. I'm hearing some pretty big rumors about maybe the first show out being Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm, that would be a nice one. Uh, when we reopen the Showplace Theater, they've they've had games in there now for a while while they're moving the games around and renovating everything. I mean, fresh new carpet, everything looks great. They always do it the right way, the first-class way here at Riverwind Casino. Also, this hour, we are brought to you by Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-651-30. I'm sorry, that's uh, that's another line. Tim Lasher, I've got so many uh, numbers to reali- uh, remember now. Tim Lasher, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. You need uh, your furnace tuned up. Winter months are still ahead. It's going to be a lot more cold. It is, uh, it's windy out there today, man. But your furnace, you want it to last the season, right? If you're uh, thinking, yeah, I'm not sure about this, give Lasher Home Comfort Systems a call, 405-579-3113. They will take care of you. Uh, with a, a great uh, team to come out and take a look at your system and get it all tuned up. They've done work for us at Shea Stadium. They've been very fair, very professional, and uh, they saved us once uh, one summer when the AC just decided, you know what, I'm going out. And we got it back up and running within about six to eight hours, which was great because it had to recool down the whole house. So Tim Lasher, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, there's some earth, wind, and fire. 405-579-3113. TJ Eckert at 1235. Brandon Drum at 135. We're coming right back right here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. Did you miss one of our shows? Don't beat yourself up, because we've made it easy for you to beat that Ref Army FOMO. Catch up on shows and interviews you might have missed with the Ref Podcast page. Just go to KREF.com and click on the podcast page. Or go check out your favorite podcast provider and search for KREF, the home of Sooner fans. Here for you 24-7, 365 at the KRF Podcast page. We are back here on a Friday, Mike Steely. Here at Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the weekend? Is that the dumb question of the week? Yes, it is. We're all ready for the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend. Loverboy told us that a long time ago, and they were right. Even though they had some cheesy 80s music, it was very listenable, 
and they were riding the money about working for the weekend. All right. Uh, once again, you can also hit us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. The Drake, Drake Dyken, is back in studio. He'll be handling our text line today. Uh, Sooner basketball tomorrow night, Oklahoma in Lubbock. Sooners 0-2 to start the conference season, now 9-5 overall. 6 o'clock tip time with Texas Tech. Red Raiders are 0-4, or I'm sorry, 10-4. What am I talking about? But uh, Mark Davis and the Red Raiders may have a couple guys that may not be able to go uh, in this matchup tomorrow night. That'll be on ESPN+. Plus. The Sooners and the Red Raiders. Oklahoma just lost, you know, a tough league opener at home to Texas. Then the other night, they lose to Iowa State, a three-point loss. Oklahoma had, you know, chances to be 2-0 at this point. Didn't make the plays down the stretch in these close Big 12 matchups, which, again, there really are no easy matchups in the Big 12. But the Sooners, you've got to protect your home floor. So far, they haven't been able to do that. Then you've got to go out and try and make up some games on the road, and that is not an easy task at all. Here is Porter Moser the other night talking about the uh, trying to keep these guys motivated right now through some frustration. It's got to start with me. If I look frustrated, all right, um, they're going to be. So it starts with me. And uh, the only thing I know how to do is stay up all night watching Texas Tech and trying to figure out how to beat Texas Tech and come in tomorrow with a great game plan, with an energy level. Um, it's like, it's, like I said, I keep having that word to inch, that Al Pacino movie. Um, if we're sitting here and it was 25 points both games, we're, we're talking about possessions. You know, you're, you're, we're, we're, we're close. Um, but that's disappointing to be close. I'm not in this to be close. So frustration, yeah, they're hurt. They're hurt. But, um, you know, it's my job, my staff's job to walk in that locker room and infuse belief and energy. And uh, that's what I'm going to do. There you go. Did it sound like a little bit, Drake, and I I noticed this. Who said this uh, recently? Because when you say we're close now, that is a phrase that Sooner fans don't want to hear because of a certain individual. And it was almost like Porter Moser said, we're close. Wait a minute, I can't say that. I don't want to be close. Did you hear that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, that. it's almost like it was intentional, too, though, to me. It's like him kind of giving a wink and a nod to OU fans of saying, we're close, but close is not good enough. So that's, that's, the, way right. I, that's the way I choose to look at it. There you go. So the Sooners and uh, Texas Tech at 6 o'clock tomorrow night in Lubbock. And, man, uh, the Sooners have to go to Lawrence where they haven't won uh, since, uh, like, the dawn of man. Uh, next Tuesday night. So, uh, again, man, this is going to be tough. I think Oklahoma's a pretty good basketball team. They're, they're Clearly, they're not a great basketball team, not even close. But I don't think they're a horrible basketball team. But they are playing in a league, man, where you've got to bring it every single night. I mean, you're looking at an Oklahoma team that might be finishing like 4-14 and 14 in the league and still be a pretty good basketball team. I thought Iowa State, did a great job, you know. They were making it tough on Grant Sherfield. They they took him out of the game. And, again, uh, in these tight Big 12 matchups, you've got to make uh, some key plays, particularly down the stretch. Sooners had some calls go against them. Yes, 
no doubt. But uh, this is uh, this is a big game for Oklahoma to try and get uh, on the board in the Big 12 in the win column tomorrow night in Lubbock again on ESPN Plus. We do have the Thunder at home tonight, taking on the Washington Wizards, seven o'clock tip time at the Paycom Center. Uh, Luca and the Mavs. If Luca plays, I think the Mavs don't they have a game Saturday? I'd have to check the schedule again. But you never know. You always think, oh, this star's coming to play against that. Wait a minute, womp womp womp. You know, so and so's not playing. The Mavs are going to be in Oklahoma City again Sunday night, six o'clock tip time against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Man, Drake, we got some great news. Demar Hamlin, the recovery. This has been. Uh, Spectacular. I mean, the news that he got on the Zoom, I guess, with his teammates and wanted to know who won. And, I mean, there's no neurological issue there. His lungs are healing. Um, what a great situation. Couldn't be better. The news we're getting has been all positive on uh, DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. All right. It, it, 405-651-3439. It like, yeah. No, sorry, so man, I was just going to add on to that. It sounds like the – first responders that were at the stadium played such a pivotal yeah. role in just this being a possibility to where there is even though it was a truly terrifying moment on Monday Night Football just a few days ago that it can have a happy ending potentially just because of how on the spot and how just quick to act the first responders were on Monday. That's the part that's great story, and I guess there's a Oklahoman that was part of that staff as well. So, yeah, I saw that, and uh, they had to perform CPR on him on the field right there. I mean, we yep. saw that, and then once he got to the hospital in Cincinnati, they had to perform CPR again. Mm-hmm. So, and I think they had uh, to these run first the responders, AD man, on them as well. So, absolutely, and. Uh, these first responders are uh, behind the scenes, but they are real heroes. And I know we all make heroes out of, you know, whether it's Tiger Woods or your favorite OU player or Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, you know, Michael Jordan back in the day. And, and in ex- to an extent, they certainly are heroes. But these first responders and the work they do, talk about heroes, they saved this young man's life. They 100% sha- saved this young man's life. And... Uh, what a horrific-looking uh, situation that was uh, during the Monday night football game. And uh, But, man, the story continues to get better. I love the news, again, that is GoFundMe, which he was looking for $2,500 for this, uh, you know, provides toys for children during the holidays. And at last check, I think it was over a little over $6 million. Who knows, man, it keeps pouring in. It might be close to $7 million or over $7 million now, but... Um, you know, everybody got together on this and uh, prayed for this kid, and we were hoping for a, a good result, and so far we are getting that good result. Okay, uh, off the text line, or I'm sorry, off Twitter real quick, somebody is asking me, Ronnie Steely, among the portal guys and uh, the incoming class, who do you think some of the real impact players are going to be right away? Well, the first one I would say, is going to be Deshaun McCullough. The kid from Indiana was highly recruited. He went to Indiana, recruited by virtually everybody in the country. Uh, His dad at the time was coaching at Indiana, and he's a freshman All-American, but this kid was a highly touted player in high school, and, you know, he backed up that reputation with a great freshman year at Indiana. So the first guy I'm going to say is Deshaun McCullough. Thinking about the portal guys, 
I think Trace Ford has a chance to make an impact, no doubt. The, the question with Trace Ford is, is he going to be healthy? He's been plagued by injuries. If you get a healthy Trace Ford, he's going to make plays for you. I think Jacob Lacey will be an impact guy. Uh, I know he's not coming through the portal, but uh, I guess Kendall Dolby is actually part of the 2023 class. Kendall Dolby is going to make an impact. I also think Reggie Pearson Jr. will make an impact. Austin Stogner at tight end. Yeah, I mean, any guy you bring through the portal, you're expecting an immediate impact. But if I had to pick three from the portal, for me, number one, and maybe far and away number one, would be Deshaun McCullough. Second on that list, I might go, uh, I know D-line's important, but I, I think I would go Reggie Pearson Jr. too and maybe uh, Jacob Lacey number three. And the only reason I don't have Trace Ford there would be simply because you've got to see if he's healthy and if he can stay healthy. Because if, he, if it is a healthy Trace Ford, then he will make plays for OU, no doubt about it. But that would be the question. In terms of the class, we talked about Kendall Dolby. I think he's an immediate impact guy. You know, it's difficult. Um, wide receiver, you might have some opportunities there. We'll see what's going to happen with Marvin Mims, of course. But maybe a Jaquez Petaway or a Keon Brown could have an impact. I do think just a guy who can get after the quarterback on the edge has a chance, you know, to make an impact, and that's P.J. Atabare. Yeah. And uh, Peyton Bowen, you know, you're playing safety. I think that's a little more difficult than just, hey, go get the quarterback. And I'm not saying your edge guy, that's all they have to think about, but that's a lot of it. So I would say, uh, you know, you could look to the uh, the wide receiver spots um, among the uh, the incoming freshmen and uh, maybe P.J. Atabari. And I know, look, Jackson Arnold, I think, a year under Dylan Gabriel with Dylan Gabriel coming back is a good thing. And we got the news again yesterday that Dylan Gabriel was coming back. And that was met – by, you know, a little bit more mixed emotions than I expected. I I didn't think 100% celebration and, uh, you know, that's great from everybody on social media because you don't get that on anything. But I saw the guy that Brandon Drum retweeted who said, well, why don't you just go, you're number two quarterback, not NFL, you know, all of that. What a complete loser. Who does that to a college kid, whether you like him or not? And, look, I get that's never going to change. Those idiots are always going to be out on social media, you know, always. But I'm like, can you imagine sitting here and seeing Dylan Gabriel tweets out, happy to be back, you know, and the kind of this, this uh, the graphic that comes out that he's coming back, found a home in Oklahoma, and your response is, you're not any good, you're not an NFL guy. I mean, what kind of loser actually sits there and does that? A loser does that. Drake, did you see uh, the the guy that Brandon retweeted? I did not, but I mean, this, it's is, so the, this sad. is the type of thing that is just you've seen on message boards for a very long time, to where there will be this board troll that will come out and say just oh, ridiculous yeah. things just to try to get people riled up. And that's exactly what this type of tool is, is this guy is just a tool that just wants to try to get under people's skin. And he's an internet tough guy. He would never say this to anybody's face, ever. But because he can be a faceless person on Twitter that uh, has just probably a bunch of emojis to establish uh, who he thinks he is as a person, 
that's enough for him, and he'll just go ahead and tweet it faceless and not have to be afraid of anything. Well, yeah, it's been. I, I realize it's been that way on message. But I, I just have less patience for those people than ever. I'm yeah. just like, I mean, it's the put your own name on a tweet. Okay, stuff. it's great yeah. to tweet. You're Bob from Tuscany. You're Stu. You know, whatever. I mean, seriously, I can't imagine how pathetic my life would be if I had to sit there and that was my goal all day to uh, troll people or be negative all day. It's just, uh, you know. Plus that dude, what cracked me up is you always go, who is this idiot? And then you click on a picture and he looks like a, you know, one of the stand-ins for the Deliverance movie, you know, back in the day. It's pretty <laughs> sad, but it just drives me insane. It really does. And I know I shouldn't let it get to me, but I, I just can't believe that somebody, you know, would do that. Yeah, you may not be a fan of Dylan Gabriel coming back, to, but, but express that like one of the first responses to him sending out that tweet. I shouldn't be surprised, but I was like, jeez. Okay, we're here at Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen, on a Friday. Good to have you with us. It's a great day to be out here every day at Riverwind, especially on the weekend. Friday night, steak night at the River Buffet. Tomorrow night, seafood night, big time. Sunday, tremendous brunch. You've also got Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, all your favorite electronic games and table games, best hotel, best restaurants, best bar, Coupel House Bar. And the bar over at Chips and Ales in a world-class hotel. It's the whole package here at Riverwind Casino. Let's talk to T.J. Eckert from KTUL-TV in Tulsa when we get back here on The Ref. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Edition, Steelman and Thune. Parker is off uh, this week. Be back with us on Monday. Uh, let's go to the Riverwind Casino Hotline here on this Friday and check in with our man T.J. Eckert, KTUL-TV Sports Director in Tulsa. T.J., how we doing? I just saw that uh, Thomas Harper is going to uh, Notre Dame, the former OSU DB transferring uh, to Notre Dame. Ironic, the Cowboys, Mike Gundy called it uh, the biggest win that Oklahoma State has had, you know, with uh, the uh, the victory over Notre Dame in the bowl game last year, and now they're losing a kid to Notre Dame. What in the world is uh, going on, you think, there in Stillwater? It's, it's um, like I said, I think that uh, seven starters, 16 scholarship players, that's a bunch, man. What do you think's happening? It, you know, starting quarterback, leading rusher, five of the six top leading receivers on offense. I mean, that's, you know, people have been saying, and maybe they're, they're probably OSU fans and that's fine, or maybe they're trying to stay positive. You know, the comment is, well, people are transferring all over the country, and that's true, but we're not seeing this level of production leaving all over the country, right? I mean, it's it, it, unprecedented is probably too dramatic of a word, but it feels like it's unprecedented. This many kids, this many productive kids leaving a school, um, you know, it feels like on social media, the kids that are staying are kind of almost like picking a side. I know that's what you're doing when you're choosing a school, but it's like there's a line in the sand and one side's staying on one side and the other's going the other direction. And so it, that, to me, that tells me that there's something in the staff. It feels like there's a, a disconnect, miscommunication within the staff and the players, uh, to be creating this kind of riff and this kind of divide. Uh, within the program, and so that you know, Gundy's always been high on the cowboy culture. Loves talking about the cowboy culture. Well, we're we're kind of seeing it 
get split up right now. And so I, I think there, there's got to be some sort of disconnect within the staff and communication with the players or the players with the staff. That, that's got to be where the root of the problem is. Yeah, and, and we're seeing it play out. You know, if you believe, you know, you see some of the uh, the tweets that Spencer Sanders has liked or, you know, the emoji he puts out there and then takes down. It, it just, you know, and for Spencer Sanders, who I think has uh, given a lot to that program, and look, the coaches, uh, you know, have believed in him as well. But it's just, it kind of looks like a sad way to go out with this whole deal. And, and Mike Gundy's philosophy has been, all right, we're not getting, uh, you know, the five and a bunch of four-star kids coming in, but we are getting guys that we can develop. And once they're in our program with Rob Glass and our coaches, once we coach them up and they're in our system for two or three years, you know what? We can have a breakout season and a really good football team. And, and beyond that, I mean, you think about over the past 15 years or so, behind Oklahoma, Oklahoma State has been the best team in the Big 12. So it has worked. My question, I, I guess we're going to see whether or not that will work in this new age of college football. And, and I think, Mike Gundy, right. it's clear he doesn't like the portal, but I think they, they realize that, like everybody else, you've got to use it or, you know, it, or you're, you're going away. I mean, you've got yeah. to run with it. But now we'll see, you know, if this culture can survive uh, how, how we do college football now. Well, it's such a good point, Steely, because the culture now outside of Oklahoma State, the culture now is if I'm not playing right now, I can transfer somewhere immediately, be immediately eligible and play and get tape and, and be a starter. So many kids during that Under Armour All-American game were talking about choosing a school because they could play immediately because they, they thought they could go in right away and start. And as you mentioned, with, with Oklahoma State, the culture there and the, the program there is you, you get in with Rob Glass, you get in the strength program, you put on weight, you learn how to be a student athlete, and then you play. Very rarely do true freshmen play there, it seems like. And so in this new age where kids are kind of uh, what I want right now and not looking towards the future type thing, it, that, that kind of hurts. And so I don't know if this is like the first domino to fall to say that the cowboy culture won't work in the transfer portal era, but it's certainly a pretty big domino that's falling that a lot of people around the country are noticing. Yeah, and, and look, that's just the way we're going in college football now. The, the genie's out of the bottle. I don't know if it's ever going back in. Maybe there'll be a little more uh, regulation of the portal. It'll change somewhat. Uh, but as of now, man, if you're not using it, you're going to be falling uh, falling behind. There's no doubt about it. What did you think, Dylan Gabriel, coming back to OU? There were some Sooner fans like, you know, oh, come on, really? I would say the the 80%, if not more, were happy to see him come back, and you have those people who are welcome to their opinion, except the idiots who uh, really came after him personally on social media a little bit, yeah. which was sad. What did you think of uh, Dylan's decision to come back? I'm glad he is. Uh, I, I think that's perfect for OU right now. Uh, I, I, and this is nothing against Jackson Arnold, because I think he's a really good player. I think he's going to end up being a really good player in Norman. I, I think he's going to be a star. But you don't want to put all your eggs in the true freshman basket right away. And I think if he hadn't stayed and you just immediately lump in Jackson Arnold as a starter from day one, you probably have to live with some growing pains of a true freshman playing college football for the first time. That's just part of it. There's very few quarterbacks who go from the high school to the college level immediately and become a star we don't see it happen very often and so that's not to say that he couldn't do it or that he won't do it because i think he will uh but having dylan gabriel come back mentor him a guy that's been in levy's system a guy that can kind of give him all the nuances and tips and tricks and a chance for him to be in a college weight program a college setting learn how to be a student athlete all those things take some time everybody adjusts differently 
So I think it's perfect. I think Gabriel. I think Gabriel had a great season. He had a he put up good numbers. I always laugh at the people who are complaining. I saw people saying, "Oh no, here comes another six and six record or whatever." And and I mean, it's just. I think Parker and I so much this year defended Gabriel on social media, and I, I about had to do it again this week. And you look at the the defensive numbers. Gabriel was not the problem this year. And so was he perfect? No. Was he a Heisman candidate like we've seen in years past? No. But he was far from the problem. And so I'm, I'm glad he's coming back. Uh, dude cares about the university, it, it seems. All the stuff I've heard about him, just a passionate guy. Loves loves the team, loves the program. So it's good. I think it's going to be good for OU. And, be, and the most important thing, it's probably going to be good for Jackson Arnold. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Marvin Mims, we, we expect some kind of decision coming out today. Uh, what do you think if you've got to, uh, to risk the mortgage on your call here? Which way are you going? Going pro, going into the portal, or coming back to OU? Man, risking the mortgage is tough. Don't tell my wife because I don't know. Um, that's, uh, that's an interesting one because I don't have a lot of confidence either way, and I don't know what you guys have been hearing down there. But if I were to pick, I think I would say he'll come back. I don't know what his draft stock looks like. I don't think he. I don't think he's a. He's not a first rounder, and he's, and he's probably not a second round guy. So you're looking at a day two draft guy, and if that's the case, I think there's still room to improve that draft stock. Had a good year in Levy system. Think he can have an even better year in year two with Levy system and with year two of Dylan Gabriel. Um, so I think he comes back. Uh, I, I don't know what the. I don't know what the outlook would look like for him in the portal. I'm sure he would have plenty of opportunities. He's a dynamic wide receiver, um, but. I think I think he'll come back. That, that's that's my gut. I don't have any intel to say that's what he's going to do. But if I had to if I had to guess, my guess would be he comes back. TJ, you're a busy man. You're a man in demand. I appreciate you uh, taking time out for us again on a Friday. We'll talk to you again soon, my man. Thank you. Anytime, Steely. Happy to do it. Have a good weekend. Thank you, TJ Eckert, joining us here on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. That is where I am today out at Riverwind. The renovations continue. They're getting closer to the finish line. The areas that have already been renovated look unbelievable. Riverwind, uh, they do things first class. And like tonight, the River Buffet, steak night. All-you-can-eat steak for $29.99. All the side dishes uh, that you can handle. Great dessert bar afterwards. Tomorrow night at Seafood Night. And then on Sunday, a great brunch. Come on out here, play with your wild card on specific gaming machines, the Showdown in the Desert gaming machines, all right? And you will have a chance to win a trip to the Super Bowl. All you have to do is finish in the top five point getters on the uh, final day, January 13th. They'll send you to the Super Bowl with tickets, airfare, hotel, ground transportation, and cash. This is a shout-out to one of our uh, new Sooner listeners in uh, London. That's right. We've got a new Sooner listener in London, Papa Inferno. So let's play it out to the chorus here with Bob Seger singing Come to Papa. We'll be right back here on The Ref. This hour of the Steel Man and Thune at Noon Show is brought to you by Lasher Home Comfort Systems, family-owned and operated and serving the OKC Metro since 2007. For all your heat and air needs, call Lasher's at 405-579-3113. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, here at Riverwind Casino, just talking to the main man here, Mr. Justin Yola, the GM, great guy, and... uh, Yes, Earth, Wind, and Fire will be the first show out once the uh, Showplace Theater reopens. 
They've had uh, gaming machines in there, uh, and you can play some games in there. That's the non-smoking gaming area right now. But uh, the renovations, they're hoping by middle of May, around that time, that they'll be completely finished. We'll start having shows at the Showplace Theater again. Earth, wind, and fire is a good way to bring it back. And don't forget, Beats and Bites is always very popular. That'll be coming back in the spring and late spring and early summer. Very popular out here. And the showdown in the desert promotion continues. Get on out of here. Play with your wild card, your Riverwind wild card. Look for the specific gaming machines that have these showdown in the desert signage around it they also have stickers on those machines they're easy to find play on those machines they will tally up the top five uh, points getters on uh, all those machines Uh, those that accumulate the most points the top five are going to win trips to the super bowl again with tickets transportation airfare spending money everything you need Riverwind has you taken care of in this showdown in the desert promotion. All right, Drake, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Let's get there uh, and uh, see what people are wanting to talk about. Yeah, plenty to catch up on here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. First one says, if Mem goes pro, which wide receiver do you think we get in the transfer portal? Well, it sounds like, I don't know if you saw this about an hour ago, Tyrone Broden, the big wide receiver out of Bowling Green, had a good visit. Quote, unquote, yeah. a f- Oklahoma official was lit. Yeah, I think that it'd be great to get him. He's huge. He's six seven, And, uh, you know, they have that uh, Andrew Anthony uh, has an offer now. Marshall Sturdivant from Cal. They've missed out on a bunch of these portal receivers so far. But uh, if Mims does go... Uh, you know, you've got Jalil Farouk coming back. I, I think he's, um, you know, a potential star. Had a really good year. Drake Stoops, tough as nails, very reliable. Um, you know, having him back's a good thing. You've got, you know, freshman from a year ago who didn't get a lot of snaps but have a lot of potential in uh, Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson. Um, you know, incoming freshman, uh, Jaquay's Petaway and Keon Brown. You have Gavin Freeman in the mix, LB Bunkley Shelton. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, surely they're going to get one of these receivers in the portal, whether it's Tyrone Broden from Bowling Green or maybe the kid uh, Andel Anthony from Michigan, maybe Sturdivant from Cal. You would think that Oklahoma's going to land one of those, so we'll see. All right, 405-651-3439. That's the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let's head back to the text line. Uh, what round do you think Mims would get drafted in if he were to enter, or uh, it says if he entered the portal, uh, if he entered the draft, I think is what they mean. I say he's an undrafted free agent if he makes that decision. I, I don't think that he would be undrafted. I think that he would, he has a lot to earn if he were to come back. There's a lot of meat he could add on to the bone if he comes back and kind of, because we saw it this year. There were opportunities missed by him uh, by dropping potential touchdown passes. And also, I mean, there were times where he and D- Dylan Gabriel were just not on the same beat on some passes, and Dylan Gabriel missed them too. So you would think another offseason those two get uh, much more in tune with each other, and you would think that he could have potentially a big senior season. 
Yeah, I, I would say Mims would go somewhere between the third and the fifth round if he went out for the draft. So um, we'll see. And, again, uh, we're, we're thinking that we're probably going to get a Marvin Mims decision at some point today, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, here's one off Twitter. Steely of the kids who visited the portal prospects over the past few days, what are you thinking on the other guys that are out there? Well, we just talked about one, Tyrone Broden, uh, you know, uh, a a good-looking uh, prospect, six seven. You know, it looks like a really good player. Yes, he was at Bowling Green, but you know what? A lot of these guys uh, can can play that are in the group of five, and it's not like the old days when you know Barry Switzer could offer unlimited scholarships and keep great players from just going to another school, right? So, um, you know, looks like the Sooners have a, shan- a chance there. He tweeted out some positive stuff, as Drake just mentioned uh, after his visit. They did get Caleb Schaefer from Miami of Ohio. Um, also still in the pipeline, you've got the Devon Sears kid from Texas State. Oklahoma's a possibility there uh, with Penn State and Tennessee. Haven't seen anything on him today. Walter Rouse, the offensive lineman from Stanford. It looks to me like the Sooners are going to get Matt Lee, the center from uh, UCF, who's familiar with Jeff Levy, who's familiar with Dylan Gabriel. Looks like they at some point are going to get Matt Lee. Maybe it happens today. And it looks to me like they're going to get Jake Roberts, the tight end uh, from North Texas. Those, I believe, would probably be the next two guys coming to Oklahoma through the portal. Uh, But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, But, yeah, Broden is out there. Devon Sears is out there. Walter Rouse is out there. Michael Lee, who has visited, uh, is out there, the center from UCF. And, again, Jake Roberts, the tight end from North Texas. Uh, wide receivers again, uh, names to think about besides Broden, Andel Anthony from Michigan, and uh, Marshall Sturdivant maybe from Cal. And, again, uh, those guys, you know, decisions could be coming down at any point uh, today or certainly very shortly. Yeah. And okay, there's, there's Air still Cover some Solutions, big fish. next line. Uh, no, I was just going to say there's still some big fish out there as far as defensive linemen too. Uh, the Rogers kid out of Kentucky. You've got Lucas out of A&M. Uh, and I guess Parker will probably have a pretty good update Monday on whether or not OU is getting truly, truly involved with those guys or not. Yeah, I saw the Lucas, uh, the kid from Kentucky, uh, might be a possibility for Oklahoma. But, man, it, it changes quickly. All this portal information, no doubt about it. All right, we got to get out of here for hour number one. want to thank Lasher Home Comfort Systems, as always, 405-579-3113. That's 405 405- Five seven nine thirty one thirteen. We got another hour to go. Brandon Drum will join us talking more Sooner football coming up on this Friday edition of Steelman and Thune right here on the Ref. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Sing it, Tom. Welcome back here on a Friday. I'm, I'm kind of outside your door if you're in the, uh, the Norman area, in the Goldsby area, here at uh, one of my favorite places on the planet, the one, the only, Riverwind Casino. 
Uh, incredible atmosphere out here. Great promotions right now. You need to be participating in the Showdown in the Desert promotion. If you want to go to the Super Bowl, courtesy of our friends at Riverwind Casino, you can do it. Here's how you do it. Play with your wild card on specific gaming machines. They have Showdown in the Desert signage all around those machines and stickers on those machines. They are easy to find. Play on those machines. Rack up as many points as you can on your Riverwind wild card. If you're in the top five when they uh, add up all the points on January 13th, if you're in the top five, you're going to win one of those trips to the Super Bowl. They've got your game tickets. They've got your airfare. They've got your ground transportation. They've got you a great hotel. And they're giving you $1,000 in cash. That is another reason why Riverwind is simply the best because they always have the best promotions. Great creative marketing team. Just talked to Justin, the GM. Uh, they're big time. They are big time. They're finishing up their renovations here. We're going to have a big grand reopening down the road of the Showplace Theater. And guess what? I'm here in Earth, Wind, and Fire to bring it back. Let's group tonight. How about that, huh? That'll be pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. And the areas that have already been renovated look uh, unbelievable. And uh, always happy to be out here at one of my favorite places, Riverwind Casino. Our uh, niece, Shay's uh, niece, came out for the holidays. And, uh, you know, she's about mid-20s, kind of in that range. You know, so at that age, unless you have a super wealthy, uh, like uh, if you're a trust funder or something like that, or you've got a super wealthy relative, you're probably struggling a little bit at that point in your life. Well, she came out on consecutive nights, won over $4,000 out here at Riverwind Casino. She was very, very happy about that. Big smile on her face. Okay, um, before we get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, we got Drake Dyken with us, uh, the Drake back in studio. We also have uh, Brandon Drum coming up on the Riverwind Casino hotline at 135. So we'll talk to Brandon uh, about what else Sooner football Sooner Recruiting, that's coming up here in a little bit. I have a, um, off Twitter, interesting question. Steely, I'm about your age. I'm interested to know who your favorite Sooners were to watch and follow as a kid before you got into the media. Okay, Aaron, I will answer that. Um, Let's see. So I got in the media in uh, 1982. So anything before 1982. Well, first, number one for me was uh, Joe Washington. I thought he was the coolest dude ever, man. Silver shoes, the face mask, kind of the, you know, uh, everything about a little Joe exuded cool, man. Absolutely. So I wore 24, you know, as my number until I had to wear number 40 once I played um, high school football and um, But it was 24 up until then. So Joe Washington would have been number one. Billy Sims would have been number two. Uh, the Selmans would have been uh, third on my list. Number four would have been uh, Jack Mildren. I can remember as a kid um, after the, uh, the 71 season, uh, Jack Mildren, you know, great quarterback, great wishbone quarterback for the Sooners. And, again, he threw a couple touchdown passes in that game of the century matchup to his old uh, high school teammate, John Harrison. Sooners lost the game, but uh, Jack Mildren was tremendous. And I remember I asked my dad, 
I said, you know, I can remember going to bed. I was in the top bunk. I was probably, what would I have been, like seven years old, six or seven years old at the time, saying, well, Oklahoma's going to be really good next year, right, Dad, with Jack Mildred coming back. And my dad explained to me that Jack Mildred wasn't coming back, that there's this thing called you graduate and you move on and you don't play college football forever. And I was, like, devastated. I think I went to bed crying. I couldn't believe it. Like, what? Jack Mildren's not coming back. Dave Robertson in 72? What? Okay. So I remember that. And ironically, you know, uh, Jack and I uh, got to know Jack, working with him. Great guy. Great, great, great guy. And before he really got sick, we were talking about doing a, a show together, putting a TV show together. And we're in early conversations about that. But Jack was an awesome guy. Great dude. Man, we lost him way too young. But uh, Jack Mildred would be number four on that list. Uh, number five, I think I'll go with Rod Schott, the uh, Sooner linebacker. So there you go, Aaron. Those would be, as a kid, before I got into media, uh, the Sooners that I uh, looked up to or thought were the coolest back in the day. Joe Washington, Billy Sims, the Selmans, Jack Mildred, Rod Schott. And I got to shout out my man, Daryl Ray, too. That man was a heck of a safety and a punter and, like I said, a barbecue wizard. So I'm going to shout Daryl out as well. Okay, the Drake, Drake Dyken back in our studios, and we have the Air Comfort Solutions text line. It's fired up, 405-651-3439. What do we have, Drake? Uh, plenty here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Gunny of Stutzman Army wants to know who wins the quarterback job in Wisconsin, the Battle of the Former Sooners. Uh, was it Mordecai Nick Evers that went there? I think I would yes. think that yeah. Mordecai would be the starter this next year. But Yeah, I mean, he's played. He's been there and done that. You know, he played, played some at Oklahoma, obviously. Uh Remember, he was the guy that came in when Spencer Rattler got benched in the Cotton Bowl. But um, Nick Evers would probably be, you know, a down-the-road guy. I think Nick Evers has some ability. Um, You know, we got to see him in a horrible situation in the Cotton Bowl last year. But, uh, yeah, I think think it would be Mordecai because of his experience. Uh, Where did Steely see that Mims was announcing today? I I don't think that, Aimbet, you saw anywhere that it was – just him no, announcing it's, it's just people speculating more than anything yeah and i think plank has a pretty good pulse on that and he said i just got a feeling maybe that we might hear something on mims today so i'm going with that as well and i'm not saying it's guaranteed but there there's a thought out there that we're going to hear something today so we'll see all right, 405-651-3439 air comfort solutions tax lines keep them rolling in uh, let's see. For the people who are bashing Gabriel, please go find a rock to crawl under or just get the heck out of the way from this program. I mean that as that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Not sure which is dumber, that or thinking that Arnold is going to be a polished enough starter day one or that would be a good idea to put that type of pressure on that kid or to have Arnold only with no backup. I mean, come on, man. The kid well, said OU look, is his home forever. You treat him like that, all of you morons get a life. I don't know why I let this stuff get to me, but I still do. 
Uh, and it's stuff like that. Now, if you're not a fan of Dylan Gabriel and you think he's an average college quarterback, okay, I got that. But it's these people who come after him and attack him personally and try and rain on his parade. I mean, I'm sorry. You're just a horrible human being, period. Who does that? If uh, I some, saw somebody tweeted something out, a joyous moment in their life, and I came out and tried to go, oh, pff, wait, this is ridiculous. You're not up to this. You're no good. I mean, I would, that would never, ever, ever be a thought. I think for a human being who has some empathy for somebody or just has a little bit of class. But some of these people, again, no idea what they're doing. No idea. This Just doing a sports show here, man. Yes. No giveaways, though. Thank you, though. Um, I look Still, like a giveaway guy. We, we do yes. have some breaking news. Um, nothing right. official from Marvin Mims' Twitter himself, but uh, Matt Miller, who does – cover the NFL, in particular the NFL Draft, reporting at NFL Draft Scout, Oklahoma wide receiver Marvin Mims has officially declared for the 2023 NFL Draft per sources. The OU wideout caught six touchdowns and averaged over 20 yards per catch in 2022. So that's okay, at least who, one person officially reporting that. Matt who Miller. was the report? Matt, Matt Miller. Miller, okay. NFL Net? Uh, he is he? Yeah, ESPN NFL draft analyst and insider. Okay. There you go. All right. I would say that's probably a pretty good source. So we haven't seen anything official from Marvin Mims yet, but, um, you know, it, it kind of seemed like, because I, I thought initially, I think Marvin Mims is coming back. And the longer it lasted, kind of the more you heard, you started thinking, eh, I don't know, man, this sounds maybe a little bit more like uh, the NFL is a, is, uh, is you know, potentially the choice. And we don't know for certain yet, but it certainly looks like things are moving in that direction. Nothing uh, official it, yet it, for Marvin Mims. And it's, it's funny, uh, Steel Man, because just like that, that was just three minutes ago Matt Miller posted that. I went uh, back to search Marvin Mims' Twitter page and came – it's still nothing on Marvin Mims' Twitter page. Come back to Matt Miller's page. He has since deleted the tweet. So, oh, he deleted. So Miller deleted the tweet. Yeah, Matt Miller deleted wow. the tweet. So, hey, well, here we go. He misreported, or he jumped the gun before. I I don't know, but mm. it is gone from his Twitter page now. Interesting, interesting. Wow. Okay, I, I said 52% NFL, 48%. And, yeah, I'm, I know I'm hanging out there on quite the limb, right? But that's how close I think this is. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen, and we'll know something, I would think. Looks like maybe with all that's uh, buzzing out there, I would be surprised if it didn't happen uh, before the end of the day today, at least on our air. Okay, by the way, want to thank the uh, Seth Wadley Auto Group. In Paul's Valley, exit 72. If you're looking for a new vehicle or a pre-owned vehicle, they have your selection. Cars, trucks, SUVs, pre-owned vehicles, all there on the lot at the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley, exit 72. And assess guarantee of oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you is the best guarantee you have, basically, in the automotive business here in the metro area. So thanks to our friends 
at the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley for sponsoring hour number two. Okay, Brandon Drum on the way at 135. Got some Sooners in San Antonio for the All-American game there after we had a uh, seven Sooners playing in the Under Armour All-American game on Monday. We'll talk about that later. And uh, Robert Allen had some really interesting things to say about what's going on at Oklahoma State with T-Row this morning. We'll get into that when we get back as well. Keep it here. Did you miss one of our shows? Don't beat yourself up, because we've made it easy for you to beat that Ref Army FOMO. Catch up on shows and interviews you might have missed with the Ref Podcast page. Just go to KREF.com and click on the podcast page. Or go check out your favorite podcast provider and search for KREF, the home of Sooner fans. Here for you 24-7, 365 at the KRF Podcast page. Are you playing uh, the Traveler for uh, Marvin Mims, the passenger? portal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the passenger, yeah, passenger through the portal? Uh, not the portal, but the mm-hmm. NFL draft. Gotcha. So uh, Matt Miller put it out again, just added a sentence. And yeah. uh, so it looks like it is going to happen. Nothing uh, nothing from Marvin Mims officially yet, right? Yeah. Uh, but Matt super, Miller, the, yeah, super ahead. important what he added on to it. He'll be in the mix among the tops at the position. So, you know, very imperative that Matt Miller goes ahead and deletes his tweet after two minutes and then goes ahead and retweets it, uh, redrafts it. There you it go. Up. So, so you we'll go. be looking officially for word from Marvin Mims, but uh, certainly, uh, you know, that's a pretty trusted source. That's why I was thinking, man, he actually deleted it that quickly? What's going on? But he wanted to add another sentence, so. All right, um, we're going to have uh, Brandon Drum on in the next segment, joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. That's where I am here on this Friday out at Riverwind Casino. Again, come on out, play uh, any of the electronic games. They have 2,800 of them, but there are some specific gaming machines you want to be paying attention to right now. The ones that have signage around them that say Showdown in the Desert, or they have a sticker on them. Those are the officially designated machines you need to play on for the showdown in the desert promotion, which runs through January 13th. Steely, what's the showdown in the desert promotion? Tell me all about it. Well, I will. If you finish in the top five point getters, playing with your Riverwind wild card, now through January 13th, you're in the top five. You're going to win one of five trips to the Super Bowl out in Phoenix with everything you need, game tickets, plane tickets, hotel accommodations, ground transportation, even $1,000 in cash. Uh, There'll be five winners, so get on out here, play with your wild card, rack up as many points as you can on these specific gaming machines, and maybe you will win one of the five trips to the Super Bowl, courtesy of our friends here at Riverwind Casino. Simply the best. All right, Uh, T-Row had Robert Allen on this morning. And uh, Robert had a lot of stuff to say. Everybody wants to know what's going on at Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders in the portal, all this stuff about Spencer Sanders wanted to come back. Mike Gundy said no. There are all kinds of emojis. Uh, one that was deleted and uh, Spencer Sanders liking tweets, you know, that are uh, a little bit, uh, well, I, I think uh, is derogatory the right word, but they're not really in favor of the way Mike Gundy's been going about his business. So, uh, Robert was asked by T. Rowe, what's up at Oklahoma State? He talked about that and the portal in general. Well, I, I think there's, you know, there's a lot of different things. I don't think any 
two players have the same reason for uh, for leaving. You know, I, I was thinking about this this morning. The the transfer portal, it, it's evil. It's a bad thing for about every program. On the other hand, it's it's a good thing. And one of the things it's doing is it's evening the playing field. You know, we've got TCU in the national championship game, and Sonny Dykes and a good friend of mine on that staff is Doug Meacham. And Doug told me this summer, he goes, we're going to recruit the transfer portal more than we do high schools. And I said, Doug, that's a sad statement. He goes, well, look at it this way. When you get a transfer portal kid in, he can't leave without giving up a year of sitting out. You can coach them hard. You bring in high school or junior college recruits, they've got that one free transfer and one, one free trip in the portal. You've got to coddle them. You've got to, you know, be their mama and make sure that they're not unhappy. And, you know, and, and always, you know, how are your feelings today? And he goes, it's just a lot easier to, to coach portal kids. Plus, they've got experience at this level. There you go. Interesting, uh, you know, the, the philosophy there at TCU. And there's a lot of that that I think is right on the money. You got to be careful with the kids these days, and I'm sure you know you've still got to try and coach them as hard as you can. But man, you know, I don't know. Maybe if you're Jerry Schmidt and Brent Venables, you know, you think about well, we're going to find out the kids who want to be here anyway, so we're going to keep coaching them hard. But some staffs, you know, I'm sure will coddle uh, some of those players to a certain extent, and maybe they do that for the five star kids. I don't know, but that's an interesting perspective right there, and I do agree that the transfer portal is mostly evil. Mostly evil. Now, who does evil come from? And who does evil benefit, Drake Dykin? What is the real source of evil? Uh, Money. No. No? Certain individual with a pitchfork and a fiery (laughs) home downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. The devil, right? Yeah. Who's the devil of the portal? Who I, is I'm gonna the make devil you say it. I'm not saying of it. the portal? I'm going to make you say it, not me. Mule shoe. <laughs> no doubt. That's who it is. Everybody knows that. So, uh, but yeah, interesting to, to hear what kind of that philosophy is at uh, TCU. And if you're TCU, again, you're not winning many battles with Oklahoma or Texas or Texas A&M or some of the heavyweights. Not that A&M's a heavyweight. I mean, A&M's a heavyweight money-wise. But you know what I'm saying? So that's a pretty pretty good philosophy, it sounds like to me. Well, and look, this year it certainly worked for the Frogs. Yeah, and they've got three kids alone that are – transferring from Alabama in this next class that they're going to have on campus for the 2023 season. So they're hitting the portal hard again. So, yeah, Yeah. I mean, you like you said, you're in the national championship game. Could you have done better with the transfer portal than that? No, you can't. All right, here is what Robert had to say, because the Spencer Sanders situation, you know, we heard, wow, the rumors that were circulating, Spencer Sanders may be going to the portal. Then we find out, yes, Spencer Sanders is in the portal, hasn't found a home yet. 
Who knows what's going to happen there? Then you hear the rumors, well, Spencer wanted to come back. Mike Gundy brushed him off and said, no, all the receivers are leaving. Uh, you know, they wanted Casey Dunn out of there. Mike Gundy said no, and that's why, you know, you're seeing all these weird tweets and Spencer Sanders liking this or that, you know, when the receivers are leaving and he had the emoji out with the hand over the face laughing, and then that got deleted. Uh, just really kind of a sad state of affairs uh, with Spencer Sanders and the Oklahoma State football program. Here was what uh, Robert said this morning with T. Rowe about the Spencer Sanders whole ordeal. I would just say this: I'm, I'm, if the things I'm hearing, and I, I, I'm, I'm just hearing them. If the things I'm hearing are true, I'm really tremendously disappointed in Spencer Sanders because I've been a, I, I've been a, a big fan of his. When fans really wanted to criticize him and the media, um, I've said, "Hey, look, man, this guy's done nothing but give his very best." He's he's been injured. He hasn't been protected at times the way you would want him to. He hasn't had a run game to accompany his talents when you wished he had. All he does is give his best. But, yeah, I think the emojis might be a sign for some people. I think that um, if, if Spencer is involved in doing some things that are counter to his former program, it would be, to me, deeply, deeply disappointing. There you go. Robert talking about the uh, Spencer Sanders deal. It is, it's very bizarre, and uh, we'll see. Oklahoma State's added a lot to the portal, but, man, they have lost a ton. And a lot, of, a lot of playmakers, guys who've made plays, seven starters, 16 scholarship players, that is a bunch. And you wonder if, you know, in this era of NIL – uh, and big money, can the Oklahoma State football culture survive? Because a lot of what Mike Gundy has done and how he has succeeded has been through that culture of developing players. And he's done an unbelievable job. And I'm not saying the Cowboys haven't had some talent. They have. But it's not Oklahoma talent. It's not Texas talent. Uh, but Mike Gundy has done over the past 15 years or so the second best job of any program in the Big 12. But in this era, again, with NIL, big money boosters, no more boon pickings, you know, around, uh, can the Cowboys be what they've been about? You know, a great culture and well-coached players who want to play for the university uh, in the future. We'll see. We shall see. All right, break time right here. Brandon Drum's going to join us. Uh, Marvin Mims, nothing official that I've seen from Marvin Mims, but Matt Miller uh, ESPN NFL draft analyst did tweet out about uh, 10 minutes ago that Oklahoma wide receiver Marvin Mims has officially declared for the NFL draft. All right, break time. Coming right back. Friday from Riverwind here on The Ref. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. We are back Still the best uh, guest intro, and I don't think uh, any any other intros in the same ballpark. I mean, with all uh, apologies to Jesse Crittenden, that one's untoppable right there. For Brandon Drum, our man from OUinsider.com, 247 Sports. And uh, Brandon, uh, report out from Matt Miller, the ESPN draft analyst, that Marvin Mims is 
heading to the NFL draft. Are you surprised? Were you expecting this based on what you heard the last 24, 48 hours? What's your reaction? Yeah, no, I talked to some people. I actually put it in one of the comments because I just didn't want it to get. I put up a note yesterday about recruiting and transfers and all that, and somebody asked, you know, where's Marvin Mims? And I said, look, I spoke to somebody that spoke directly to him. I told him he was 50-50, but unsure where he wanted to go. But you could, they said they felt like he was kind of leaning towards leaving. Uh, and then I spoke to somebody on, uh, I guess it was last week, that was in the locker room after the game uh, at the Cheez-A Bowl. And they said he was just distraught, crying, like wouldn't change his uniform, wouldn't get out of his uniform and just kind of, uh, just, just was like motionless, sitting there in the locker. And uh, at that point, that person said, "You don't do that unless you're thinking this might be the last time you ever put on an Oklahoma uniform." The way he was, it wasn't like somebody crying over losing the ball game or anything like that. So uh, you, you kind of got the vibe, but again, he went quiet on a lot of people. He wouldn't say yes or no, or I'm leaning this way or that way. He would just tell people. 50-50, but people were just kind of going by the tone and his mannerisms and his actions and how things were going that week where he kind of took a step back and let other people lead. Like, I was told he let Jalil Farouk lead everything the week of it, kind of like, you know, a passing of the torch with the wide receivers. So, uh, I, like, all, the, all that said, there was a lot of stuff that, that just kind of led me to think he was leaning towards leaving at that point. And we went from hearing he was going to stay and that he had pretty much made his mind up to that. So the longer that thing drew out, the more it kind of seemed like he was leaning towards the NFL. And today we, Matt Miller puts out, he's going to the draft. There you go. Brandon Drum, our guest, uh, 247sportsouinsider.com. Mike Steely with you here at Riverwind Casino on a Friday. All right, you mentioned Jalil Farouk, and he, I thought he had a really good year, broke out a little bit last year in the – Alamo Bowl uh, with Bob Stoops coaching. And uh, then you look at what they have coming back at receiver. Farouk appears to be the uh, obviously the go-to guy. You have Drake Stoops coming back for another year. You have, uh, you know, guys who physically look the parts from last year's class, Nick Anderson and Jay Gibson aboard. You have uh, L.B. Bunkley-Shelton. You have newcomers like uh, Jaquase Petaway and Keon Brown coming in in this recruiting class. And uh, you would think Oklahoma's going to finally add a uh, receiver in the portal, whether it's uh, Tyrone Broden or uh, Andal Anthony or somebody. So how do you see the uh, the receiver rotation working out next year? Uh, that's, that's the uh, million-dollar question, right? Um, I think, obviously, they're going to add some pieces there. I think they would love to go after Cal's. J. Michael Sturdivant, obviously uh, Tyrone Broden is a guy that was just in on a visit. Um, the Andal from Michigan. Uh, there, there's several pieces that they're trying to add. And like, there's buzz about some other players entering the portal that I don't really want to get into because I don't know whether it's fact or not. But I can tell you if they do happen to get in the portal, um, it'll, be a, it'll be names that people know and that you know, that people are used to around the University of Oklahoma. Uh, so it, it, there's all that stuff going on. Um, I think between now and I think it's 
January 15th or something like that, you're going to see a lot of people in, in on visits. Now, the visits have to end, I think, on the 8th, and then it opens up the 13th through the 15th as far as transfers, you know, making one last – it opens up for them to contact and all that type of stuff again and the dead period ends all over again. So there's a lot of movement that's going to happen between now and, you know, the next 10 days or so. Uh, so, I, you know, your guess is as good as mine. I do know that Penn State's trying to make a move at Broden. Um, I don't know if he's visiting there now or uh, will, uh, but I know that they're trying to make, uh, a, you know, a strong push for him. Um, I think that's Oklahoma's main competition at this point. Now, obviously somebody else could come out of the blue and, you know, undercut him. I don't know about I don't know the competition with J. Michael Sturdivant. Obviously, Nussmeyer being his teammate at Flower Mound Marcus and him being at LSU makes them an intriguing, you know, position for them to be in. Uh, but Oklahoma was right there with him throughout his whole recruiting process and his parents wanted him to go to a more prestigious academic university. He did that for two years, and now it looks like after a really good redshirt freshman year that he's trying to go somewhere that's going to develop him into a really good NFL-type wide receiver. And, you know, with the loss of Marvin Mims, with some other turnover at Oklahoma, you would think that Oklahoma would be able to land one or two of these guys. Uh, and if they do, I think it puts them in a really good position with the guys they have coming in with the freshman class and guys they have returning in the 2022 class and obviously obviously some of the upperclassmen. I think that, that wide receiver room ends up looking a lot better, even with the – you know, the loss of Marvin Mims, and that, that's a tough loss, man. Like, that guy could play. He made some fantastic catches. The way he could control his body and high point the ball and just his ball skills were one of the best in all college football. So anybody acting like this isn't, like, some big loss is, you know, they're, they're, they're wrong. So uh, this is going to be tough for Oklahoma to recover, but they they have the pieces. Somebody just has to break out. It looks like it could be Jill for Roof. Uh, looks like it could be a couple other guys, obviously, but they have to have somebody be Marvin Mims next year and be that go-to guy, or else this offense is going to be stagnant. I agree with that. All right, uh, so San Antonio Sooners after Orlando, you saw. By the way, Jackson Arnold was named the uh, Texas Gatorade High School Player of the Year uh, within the last hour, so congrats to him. Uh, you had Jackson Arnold, P.J. Adabore. You had Jaquez Petaway, Caden Green, Jacoby Johnson, Peyton Bowen, and uh, Lewis Carter in uh, Orlando. So in San Antonio, it's it's Sammy Amosigo, uh, Joshua Bates, you know his situation, Josiah Walker, and Macari Vickers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Josiah Wagner, Macari Vickers, Josh Bates, and uh, Sammy Amosigo, yes. Uh, Sammy Amosigo yep. and Macari Vickers have looked phenomenal this week. Uh, I would expect them to potentially move up some as well. Um, I'm sorry for the background noise. I'm in a stadium and there's all sorts of crap going on. But, uh, yeah, I expect them to move up some. Uh, Look, Oklahoma has a really good class. I was just talking to Cooper Britannia, who's our lead scout for uh, 24-7 Sports, and he was running down who he liked and why he liked all of them and, I'm telling you, it's got the national people's attention what Venables is doing in 22 and 23, and even in the transfer portal with uh, Reggie Pearson, uh, Sean McCullough, and a couple other guys that they've already had, Austin Stogner. I mean, people are paying attention 
Uh, if they can put these pieces together on the field, they think Oklahoma has a chance to be one of those surprise teams next year. So uh, these guys are showing out down here, and it's another sign of just how good Oklahoma scouting has been. And uh, if they can develop them, you know, who knows what happens here in the next few years. Brandon, thank you for uh, pointing out the uh, loser who tried to rain on uh, Dylan Gabriel's parade uh, last <laughs> night. I appreciate that. That dude got hammered. Obviously, I'm he's here, a complete and total people. idiot. The Lord's work. I mean, you know, I, I don't mind if you don't think Dylan Gabriel's a good college quarterback, but for him to put that out oh. within a few seconds, an idiot like that to come out, I mean, what a complete and utter moron. I, I'm just so tired of these losers out there that do that. I'm sick to death of it. It's just, dude, you're a complete and total 100% loser. Shut up. I'm talking about the guy who tweeted that. Yeah, yeah, please. Well, I'm a loser too. So, uh, but, but, no, somebody needs to go to their job and literally live stream it to millions of people and just sit there and berate them the way they do some of these guys. Uh, and look, everybody's allowed their opinion, but, I mean, there's a time and a place. When a kid announces that he's coming back and he's going to be the starting quarterback for your university, that's not the time or place to uh, internet warrior, you know, and be that tough guy. Uh, something you would never say to somebody's face is just ridiculous. And people do that all the time. They say stuff about people over the internet that they wouldn't say to their face, and it's just it is what it is, the society that we live in today. And, you know, I try to ignore it, but when that guy has done nothing but good for the community and given it his all for the university, uh, there's, that's just uncalled for. You can think that he's not a great quarterback. But you can put it on your own timeline. You don't have to ask the person and mention them. And, you know, it, it's, it's just uncalled for. Yeah, and you know, again, uh, and I shouldn't let it get to me so much, but some of these people, it's just like, dude, you know, just shut up. You have no idea what you're talking about. And to be that, I mean, to live your life to just troll people. And I, I don't know if the dude's a bot or not. Maybe he was. He had like eight followers. No, I don't he's care a you how many. No, he's a yeah, fan. it's just like, yeah. shut up. You know, it's just. Some of these people are just so freaking low class, it's unbelievable to me. But I, the really, best one was the, thing the guy is, that said the Texas stuff. And he was like, oh, well, did yeah. you see what he did against Texas? So I was like, yeah, are you kidding? He didn't even play. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, it's just the, the anonymous trolls. It'd be quite a life to have to wake up and think, who am I going to troll today under my assumed name? This is great. You know. <laughs> Okay. Hey, Brandon, we appreciate you, my man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, talk to you all later. Brandon Drum, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. What's that? We've got an official tweet from Marvin Mims. Official? Did it just come out? All right. Four minutes ago, I want to thank God for his grace, the many blessings he has given me, and the talents that he's bestowed upon my life for with God, all things are possible. I want to thank my family for their unconditional love, for being there for me, no matter the circumstances, 100% of the time. To my brothers and coaches, thank you for pouring into me and pushing me every day for the best person I can be on and off the field. Thank you for the memories and the bonds that were created and shared between us. Y'all are like family, and I'll do anything for y'all. Sooner Nation, thank you for making a 17-year-old boy's dreams come true. The endless support and love will never be taken for granted. 
Y'all made me realize what being a Sooner truly means. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I will be entering my name into the 2023 NFL Draft. Signed, Marvin Mims. There it is. And again, you know, the uh, the ESPN report from Matt Miller, you, you're figuring, okay, yeah, that it's happening. But uh, I wasn't going to retweet anything until I saw it from Marvin Mims, and there it is. So just wait. There'll be some idiot who says, way to drop from passers this year, man. You best of luck. You ain't NFL quality or something like that. Okay. We'll uh, break right here from Riverwind on a Friday Thank you for being here. Mike Steely along with the Drake, Drake Dyken. Hey, we're heading into the weekend, people. Let's do this. Coming back with one more segment here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. Stream at home. Shop the latest ref gear. Read the latest issues of Boyd Street or 19th Street Magazine. And listen to the podcast for your favorite ref shows. Just visit the all-new KREF.com website. Okay, we're back. Mike Steely, along with the Drake, Drake Dyken. Parker is off. Uh, we'll be back with us coming up next week and uh, getting some well-deserved time off. That that uh, that kid works, you know. He does work. There's yeah, no doubt about it. Even when he's off, he's uh, still working. So. I know. I He, he works uh, quite a bit. So do you, Drake. So do you. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. That is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Why don't we get there and get as many in as we can before we have to wrap it up here on a Friday at Riverwind Casino. So, Drake, you've got the honors. Yeah, so uh, let's go to the 918 real quick. Wants to know, with Ellison going into the portal, do you think that's a sure thing that OU gets more defensive linemen out of the portal. Yeah, I, I personally do. I'm sure you feel the same way, still, man. But you've already got Jacob Lacey uh, in the shoot coming into the uh, University of Oklahoma, already on campus. Uh, looks like they're at least trying to add very least one more in the Sears kid out of Texas yeah. State, plus uh, after quite a few more. Yeah, and the Sears kid, again, uh, it's Oklahoma, Penn State, and Tennessee, I believe. So we'll see what's going to happen uh, there. But, yeah, I would expect them. And, and keep in mind, you also have a second portal season that is not nearly as long as this first session. But right after spring football, you know, uh, you could also add uh, some some other prospects from the portal. But, yeah, they, they already have uh, Jacob Lacey, interior D lineman. I know Trace Ford is more of an edge guy, obviously. But, uh, we'll see what's going to happen. And uh, I, I would think the, the guy you're looking at right now, again, is uh, Devon Sears. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. And it can't be understated how big it is. Isaiah, Isaiah Coe coming back is going to be as well. Yeah, he, that was He really big. showed some flashes uh, this season. Just needs to be more consistent. No doubt. Uh, let's see, Steel Man, my favorite Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Mine is September, which welcomes back OU football every year. That's from Jem in Arlington. They've got so many good oh, ones, man. man. They were awesome. Yeah. I love Earth, Wind, and Fire. And, again, uh, that is going to be when they re uh, reopen the Showplace Theater, and it will probably be, again, I think Justin was telling me, they're shooting for the end of May. You never know if that's they're going to hit that, but that's what we're looking at. But Earth, Wind, and Fire is supposed to be the uh, first show. Uh, coming up so i mean i i probably would go that's the way of the world is another great song september is awesome i mean let's group tonight they've got tons of them uh serpentine fire yeah there's tons yeah. of great songs mm-hmm. by then 
Uh, let's see. Also, uh, those of you that, if you haven't heard it already, Marvin Mims has officially declared for the NFL draft. That uh, came official just about 15 minutes ago. Uh, and yesterday, Dylan Gabriel is coming back to the University of Oklahoma for the 2023 season. Uh, let's see. Drum has spent too much time with Parker. Drama Queens. Good teams don't have to have a quote-unquote go-to wide receiver. They have a room of guys that work, block, and get open and catch it. That's from the 918. I mean... Can that happen? Yes. Do you have to have a superstar wide receiver? No. But wouldn't you rather have a Devontae Smith or C.D. Lamb type as well uh, with a, another good group of receivers? Yes. So we'll see. And, you know, Farouk, I think, really uh, has a lot of ability. And, and maybe Drake Stoops is tough as nails, super reliable, uh, big leader. I think the, they respect him. And maybe one of these other guys between – Jaden Gibson, Nick Anderson, and the youngsters, um, Jaquez Petaway and Keon Brown, maybe, you know, a couple of those guys emerge. Yeah, and I'm pretty Which sure TCU is, right? is in the national title game, right? And they've got a pretty good guy in Quentin Johnson that's on their team. So, I mean, let's not act like you can't have a top-tier wide receiver and also be a national title contender as well. So, uh, let's see. What's else? This last one here on the text line. Let's pick a good one. Uh, you need a big-time receiver that you can throw to on third down. Uh, that's out of the 918. And, hey, a guy that was huge for OU on third down this last year, Drake Stoops. Yeah, and uh, maybe they get Tyrone uh, Broden. Maybe they get J. Michael Sturdivant from Cal. Maybe they get uh, the Andel Anthony kid from Michigan. So we'll see. We shall see. All right, we're out of time. I want to thank uh, Riverwind, Justin out here, the GM. They do a great job. I love coming out here every Friday. You guys, we appreciate you each and every day, all your texts. Uh, They're unbelievable. Thank you for being a part of the Ref Army. Great job, Drake. Parker's back Monday. Have a great Friday and weekend. For the latest recruiting and Sooner news, catch Tyler McComas and Parker Thune on Locked In. Weekday afternoons from 2 to 3, right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network.